This show is made possible by you, our listeners. If you like what you hear, and if you want to help us tell more stories and reach more people, then from only two US dollars a month, you can become a patron of the show. Just visit patreon.com forward slash Aruka Network. Loss and grief affect all of us at some point in our lives. The death of a loved one, the end of a relationship, the loss of a job, or maybe even the destruction of a home. Whatever the cause, if you've ever wanted to support someone you know who is experiencing loss, but haven't been sure how best to help them, then this episode is for you. I'm Jake Lloyd, you're listening to the How to Build Community Show, and today we're asking an expert to share his best advice with you. There are times that language cannot provide the kind of comfort you need. The best way from experience is to listen, not to stop you, not to talk to you, not to try to, try to, to put sense in your head, just to listen. That's the voice of Barnaby Anzaruni. He is based in Kenya. He's originally from the Democratic Republic of Congo. He's a theologian, he works with Tear Fund, and he has a special interest in how people recover and grow through the grief process. And in this episode, he'll tell you what things you should and shouldn't say to people who are grieving, why it's important to create space for people to lament, what kinds of practical support you can offer, and how the grief process can ultimately lead people to grow. But I began by asking Barnaby to introduce himself. And as well as his background as a theologian, an academic and a church minister, he told me about his own experiences of the subject we were talking about. Personally, I've uh, gone through moments of loss. Some of them are still uh, fresh in my mind. We we were born eight in our family. Me and my siblings, we were eight. But at the moment, we are five. So we lost three of our children. All the three were lost in a span of uh, four years. So it was one loss of another, one death after another, one death after another. Of course, that was during a time we were uh, refugees. Uh, uh, We were living uh, as refugees in a neighboring country. So it was not easy. It was not easy. Another instance I can remember, uh, which is most recent, it was the loss of the kidney function for myself. At the moment, I live with uh, a, a transplanted kidney, a donated kidney. So all that period was a period of grief. Uh, I, I would get support from friends, support from colleagues, support from the church, and so on. So during this time, what did he learn about how best to support someone through grief? Here's the first thing he told me. I can say that there are times, Jake, there are times that language cannot provide the kind of comfort you need. Sometimes all kinds of words of encouragement, the scriptures even that uh, people will bring to you, sometimes they sound uninspired. Sometimes they even sound uh, deficient to deal with the, the emotional anguish. So Words sometimes do not provide the comforts those facing great loss need. 
no matter how strong sometimes your theology can be, sometimes no matter how strong the, the, the scripture you, you talk to someone who is grieving is, in an attempt to, to provide support, sometimes all that does not truly bring the comfort that one needs. If words then can fail to bring comfort, can they actually also cause harm, even if they're well-intended? You know, when someone is grieving, sometimes and most of the times they lament. And lament is, 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 is an integral part of healing. It's just that sometimes those who bring, those who bring support to someone who's mourning, they don't understand the place and the role of lament during grief. And that's why you find that uh, when someone is lamenting, they tend to, to stop them. When you lament, you, you, you cry, pouring out your heart and, and, and talk. All those things, you need someone to be there to just listen, not to stop you, not to talk to you, not to try to, try to, to put sense in your head, just to listen as you are crying out, as you are pouring out your heart. So sometimes words do not provide the, 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 the immediate support you need. Of course, words will be needed toward the end of the process. But as someone is freshly grieving because of the uh, loss that they've experienced, uh, uh, the best way from experience is just to listen to them, to be there for them. At times, you need also to weep with them. Weep with them. Um, and all that will be very much important to, to lead the person in that process. So if listening is so important, how can people do this effectively? This was his advice. Be there. Be there with the person. Allow them to, to talk. Because when you listen, you, you sympathize. You ensure that they have space to pour out their hearts. Uh, of course, someone may, may not talk when they are grieving. They just go silent. Give them that space. So that's basically the listening here is to allow the person to, to be themselves during that time of grief. Um, how you do it, presence is important. Uh, ensure that uh, the person feels supported, feels encouraged. Because the last thing that someone who is grieving does not need is loneliness. When you are grieving and lonely, it's hit differently. So the presence of the person who supports is there, and that is needed. Of course, they will talk. Uh, they will cry. Provide that listening ear. Allow them to be talking. Allow them to be crying. Allow them to, to feel that they, they, they are valued. But also, it's not only listening. They may need uh, specific support. Because when you are grieving, definitely, you may not do the things that are need, need to be done. So for you, as you listen, as you are there, offer to, to support. And of course, you don't have to ask, uh, can I do anything for you? That question may not be relevant. Just provide support. Uh, um, and of course, acknowledge that as you listen, you also need to, to, to acknowledge that uh, the situation is, is very bad. Uh, because the, the last thing that uh, uh, you, 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 you want to hear is to, 
for someone to diminish the cause of your grief. Yeah, so listening is the first thing that uh, someone will need uh, because in my time of grief, I, I, I needed to talk and people listened because uh, when we talk and someone listens, we, we feel valued. I then asked Barnaby to explain a little more about what practical support people can offer. I told him that my instincts might be to cook a meal for them. Here's what he said. There's no need to ask someone that, is there anything I can do for you? Um, because at that time, someone definitely does need something be done for them. Someone needs practical support. So cooking a meal, you've mentioned that, very practical. But of course, it can also be something like taking someone's children to school. I'll, I'll take your children to school today, or I'll pick them from school today. Actually, it happened to us when I was preparing for my transplant, Jake. So all those things, what I'm trying to say, during that time, you need something practical, just as you have mentioned. And the support we need is not only listening, is not only uh, uh, being there, but also actually doing something practical. I then asked Barnaby, what if people worry about saying the wrong thing to the person who is grieving? And he found this quite funny as he recalled his experiences during the time he had his kidney transplant. Yes, um, thanks. And, and, and that reminds me because we went through a lot of that, you know. When I was having, uh, um, I was doing dialysis, someone will come and tell you, oh, maybe you don't drink a lot of water. That's, <laughs> that's why your, your kidneys failed. <laughs> you can imagine people, people come with those kind of, of things. But what I can say is that um, people should not compare the experience someone is going through with their own experience or with anyone else's experience because every experience of grief is unique. Don't say, okay, even me, I went through that and this is what I did, blah, 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 blah. Just don't compare. It's, it's like you are trying to make me feel guilty that uh, I did something wrong. I should have done it the way you did it. You see? So uh, don't compare. That's one of the things I can say. So don't attempt to show the person who is in grief that the cause of their grief is, is a small thing. That's not that's not big deal. No, no. Um, that just don't do that, yeah. Because many people, in a, in, in a good way, without knowing, they want to support, they want to show that you are supported, but the way the, 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 the things come across, uh, it's actually to pull you down, to show you that you are wrong, to show you that, uh, of course. Uh, and, and then, Jack, there is this thing that us who are Christians, we always want to do, to tell you that all things work together. Um <laughs> I don't think that is the right time to, to, to come with such motivational talk. All things work together. Oh, it, it, it is all within the plan of God. Yeah, I think that's what I can say because uh, personally, I've heard a lot of things out there. Sometimes some people will tell you because you don't eat this, you must eat this, you must uh, do this. Uh, uh, someone had the same problem and this is what they did and they were fine. All those talk are not helpful uh, in time of grief. I then asked Barnaby to speak as a theologian and tell me if the grieving process can ultimately lead to spiritual growth. There is some kind of growth that happens when there is grief. I can testify to that. I can testify to that because 
Grief is like you are burdening your heart. Your heart, your soul is full. And that can pull you down. That makes you heavy. And so when you get support during that time of grief, and you are allowed to, to cry, you are allowed to talk freely, to express your experiences, that burden that you have been having in your heart starts like melting. It's like you feel light, you feel relieved. And that is a kind of growth that you, you experience. But the second other growth is because the process of grief uh, will always lead to a moment of, uh, of praise. There is no specific time. That's one thing to, to emphasize because it's a process. Uh, but uh, as you grieve, you will get to a time where you, you, you realize that the answer to your questions, the solution to your problems is God. So when you get to that moment, you find that there is some kind of spiritual growth that you have gone through. You find that you have also uh, gotten some kind of healing because the healing that comes out from that process is the healing that is restorative. It is the healing that is uh, transformative. So when we, we, we know God as Emmanuel, God with us, we know that is in the midst of that process, is in the midst of the suffering we, we, uh, uh, we encounter. So yes, there is growth in the midst of grief. It's a process that you go through for you to, to be able to reach a certain level that you understand better, a certain level that when you look back and say, I had to go through that for me to be who I am today. So that's almost it. But finally, I did ask Barnaby if there was anything he wanted to share before we finished. Grief is normal. It's a natural feeling. But it's a feeling that will always lead to growth. Uh, we all don't grieve the same way uh, because we are all different. But uh, the truth is we all grieve. So that's what I can say. People need to cry. It is okay. People need to mourn. Uh, and those who provide support, they should not uh, stop people from crying, from uh, even lamenting, as I mentioned at some point. Um, as people go through all those phases that we know, uh, denial, anger, and so on, as they accept toward the end, they will come to acknowledge that there is God in heaven and that God is in the midst of our suffering, that God is in the midst of what uh, uh, we go through as human beings. And uh, any loss can cause grief, including the loss of health, that's as we discussed, including the loss of income, the loss of friendship, divorce, divorce as well. So people need to grieve uh, because uh, uh, it's, it, it is a stage that we need to grow as you, you, you go through that process. Thank you so much, Jake. And uh, I really appreciate it. That was Barnaby Anzaruni, a theologian based in Kenya, talking about how to support people who are experiencing loss. And that's almost it for this episode. Before we go, don't forget you can catch up on previous episodes of How to Build Community online or in your podcast player. Just search How to Build Community. You can support this show by making a small monthly donation on our Patreon page by going to patreon.com forward slash Aruka Network. 
You can learn more about Aruka at arukanetwork.org. You can read and download every edition of Tearfund's Footsteps magazine at learn.tearfund.org. And finally, if you have feedback on this show or suggestions for future interviewees, then you can reach me via email, jake at arukanetwork.org. But that's it for this episode. Until next time, bye for now.